You're listening to the Sunday Soul Podcast with me, Aaron Pryor, and Becky Hayden, part of sunday-soul.com. Hello and welcome back to Sunday Soul. Once again, my name's Aaron and it's very nice to see you. And I'm joined, as ever, by my friend and companion, Becky. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. Um, We're going to be talking this week about my favourite of all things to do, which is procrastination. Um, But before we do, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, you and what you're up to and where you're at. Um, For those of you who listen to the podcast but don't necessarily head over to the blog or or follow us on social media yet, um, firstly, you should because it's very good. And secondly, (laughs) um, you may have noticed that if you do follow us on social media, some things have changed a little bit and the Sunday Soul Social has merged into You Mindset Coaching, which is actually a, another part of, of what Becky does and what she provides over in Australia. So Becky, do you want to tell us a little bit about what You Mindset Coaching is, what it does and how it links to Sunday Soul and why you've made the decision to sort of merge it all into one brand? Yes, of course. So I originally started Sunday Soul to pass on the knowledge that I'd kind of picked up through years and years of struggling with um, mental health issues, um, a bit of depression, anxiety. And I just kind of started Sunday Soul to spread my word to other people. Um, From doing this, I I actually started to receive so much feedback, so much amazing feedback um, about how much my blogs and how much Sunday Soul were affecting and helping people. And this is when I started, I was in a bit of the midst of what do I do when I grow up? Um, And kind of one day sat there and I thought, actually, this is probably what I'd like to do as a career. So I started looking into a little bit of um, life coaching, um, which my mom had already done a couple of years back, but I never really got too involved with her doing that course. Um, So started looking online and found a life coaching college. It's called the Life Coaching College here in Australia. And thought, you know, if I don't do it now, yeah. when am I going to? And just signed up. I, always, I like that phrase, do one thing a day that scares you. And that was my thing that day. Um, so I've been going to um, face-to-face courses and doing a lot of work online to create my now business called You Mindset Coaching. So for those who are a little bit uncertain on coaching, I'll just kind of a little bit explain. So mindset coaching or any kind of coaching, kind of be it future coaching, motivational coaching, life coaching is a method of assisted um, self-exploration that kind of helps us to determine your current situation, your intentions and aspirations, and the means and the mindset you have to meet these objectives that you want in life so we work together on personal development which I am so passionate about Um, and then through the exploration and challenging your current beliefs and your um, your current feelings emotions and mindset we create together exceptional results not only in your personal life but career and uh, family and everything else that comes with it so I see a mindset coach as kind of we are the bit between where you are to where you want to be. So we're that little bit in between that helps you get to where you want to be. 
Absolutely. And I think one thing that um, I always am struck by with um, with coaching and, and, and the process, and, and I've done a little bit of sort of introductory training to, to coaching in, in, in sort of previous roles. When I was an agent, I did some training and, and various other things as well. And um, one thing that I think is, is really good about coaching, but a lot of people don't realise is this is not about telling you what you no. need to do this is not about telling you where you need to get to you know there's a there's a real difference between mentoring and coaching Absolutely. isn't there you know and, and there's the analogy that mentoring is sort of pulling somebody along with you and coaching is pushing somebody in the right direction and I think that that distinction is really really key and I think you know for listeners to understand that you know what you're doing is not necessarily about giving advice or guidance or connections or you know signposting but saying what do you think you can do to achieve what you want to achieve Absolutely. and and allowing somebody through that process to get to that point by themselves because of course we all know if you make a choice to do something for yourself you're more likely yeah. to do it you know how many times when we were young were we told to clean our room by our parents and we didn't do it because we resented being told to have to clean up our own room but for example when i stopped smoking um a good few years ago it was the point at which I decided I didn't want to do this anymore that made Absolutely. me stop, regardless of the fact that, you know, the people around me, my friends, my partner, all of those people were telling me for years that I shouldn't smoke. But it was that point when I decided that I needed to stop that I actually did. And I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about finding that destination and the path towards that destination and facilitating, I think is probably the yeah. best word, facilitating that journey and, and, and that path along Absolutely. the way. Is that what you would yeah. say as well? And I think the, the, the feedback that I've had, so I, I've been coaching, I've, I've got seven people now that I'm coaching. Um, and that, that, you know, every time we've had kind of, I call them the light bulb moment or the aha moment in a, in a session yeah. where yeah. I just, I just ask them a simple question, but with them thinking about it or actually working it through themselves, they're like, Oh my God, I have never looked at it like this before. or I have never thought about it like this before. And they always say, Oh, thank you so much. And I'm like, it's not, it's not me that's done the work. It's you that's, it's you that are do that's done the work um I've just merely kind of took yeah. you on the path to, to get there so it's it I mean it's amazing career and I'm absolutely loving it so far and hopefully it will keep on growing and that's why I decided to merge my Sunday soul with my you mindset coaching because I just think they're, they're both singing from the same hinge and I was getting a bit flustered because I was I was posting on Sunday Soul I was posting on you mindset coaching and I was like both of these things are exactly the same they both um serve the same purpose um and so that's that's kind of why I made the decision in, in putting them together Sunday Soul will still keep a place in my heart though <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, that's what I was going to say as well, is that actually the two elements of, of what you're doing, the sort of more relaxed kind of advice and guidance of Sunday Soul and the conversations that that sparks and then the, the business side of what you're doing in terms of, of individuals and, and that coaching are very much linked, aren't they? And I think, you know, the, the, the insight that you'll glean from the individual sessions will feed into Sunday Soul and vice versa. So that's the decision that, that we've taken. Now, I should be clear, the blog and um, the podcast will still be called Sunday Soul. We're still going to be here and we're still going to be on iTunes yeah. and everywhere else under Sunday Soul. 
soul so we're not going to change but if you do want to um, check us out on instagram and facebook you do now need to search you mindset coaching rather than sunday soul is that right i've actually got a little facebook community if you want to join too so i post on there every day videos quotes questions polls kind of a little bit of a, a family feel like a little community that i'm uh, i want to create on that um and then we've just got the normal facebook page but on instagram it's at you mindset so without the coaching just on instagram Okay, so Instagram is at you mindset, and then Facebook is you mindset coaching, but there's also the community there as well, um, which we will try to link to in the uh, podcast description as well. Um, (laughs) So let's talk about something which I am incredibly familiar with, um, and it's something that I I find myself doing on a rather on a daily basis sometimes. um, Procrastination. It's a really interesting subject, I think, and it's something that I think most of our listeners, most of your readers will will identify with at some stage. You know, I think we've all done it. We are all prone to it, some of us more than others. Um, And I think the causes of it can be so vast. You know, we do it because we don't want to make a decision. We do it because the decision that we know we have to make is too hard. We do it because we're just don't want to do something you know um and and i so i think there's lots and lots of reasons for it but you've coined the phrase um or or coined the term procrastination as the action of delaying or postponing something and i think that's absolutely right isn't it it's it's that thing what we do when we you know we talk ourselves out of making a decision out of taking action out of doing whatever it is because of x y and z and yeah you know it's a really tricky one to to overcome actually i think when you get into that right you know uh, i'm i'm terrible for watching instagram videos and you know i can spend hours <laughs> and hours watching you know instagram stories and realize that actually i've not done all the things that i wanted to achieve because i got got bogged down doing that and that actually is is a form of procrastination because i'm doing it because i know that i don't want to do all those other things so yeah um Talk to me about procrastination. Where does it come from in terms of the the term? What do we, you know, how does it sort of manifest all of that sort of thing? So I think procrastination for me is exactly what you said. So it's, it's when we know we've got to do something, but we find everything else that we can do to stop us from doing the thing that we need to do. So, you know, we're wasting away that free time I'm putting off those important tasks until it's a little bit too late and then the stress, then the worry comes in in this loop and this cycle. Um, I I didn't really know about the word procrastination until this year, which I know sounds a bit daft, but it's only really come into my life this year in my RAS system, uh, as you would know about if you listen to the last podcast. Um, But I... I didn't realize I was doing it. So this kind of, it's then blogs for me that I, in the mornings, sit on my phone for such a long time. I know I've got to get up. Sometimes I even wake up a little bit earlier, so I have time to sit on my phone, which is even more ridiculous. Um, And then it kind of bounced from, I wanted to start going to the gym, and I was like, right, I'll start on Monday. And I was like, and then I thought to myself, 
why am I starting on Monday? And this thought was going through my head and I was like, I wonder if anyone else waits till Monday or waits till the first of the month or waits till the start of a new year to start something. Um, So I put a poll on Facebook, as I do, or on Instagram. And so many people voted that they start on a Monday. And I was just like, what if we started now? What if we started today? What if I went to the gym this morning and actually started the program rather than starting it on Monday? So that's kind of where I came with the whole procrastination because I just think we spend so much time procrastinating and not doing the things that we need to do. And, you know, I think a lot of it is through fear or through lack of enthusiasm or motivation um but yeah so i that's kind of where it stemmed from i think i've gone on the question here (laughs) that's cool um i think i think you're right and you know this idea that we start you know with new year's resolutions we start on a monday we start next week we start tomorrow you know and and we give ourselves excuses don't we you know it, it yeah. the, the famous one is kind of dieting or healthy eating or you know whatever you want to call it meal prepping planning you know all of those things that you know we know that we need to do them and we know that we should be doing them you you gave the example of going to the gym you know it's something that you know you actually enjoy when you get there and you know in terms yeah. of, of healthier eating and you know I hate the term dieting and, and and those kind of terms because I think they're such a negative um they have such a negative connotation you know it's it's like you're you're punishing yourself um you know rather than you know having a meal plan or you know trying to maintain a lifestyle you know if i think there are ways that you can phrase it that actually help not to procrastinate but this idea that you start next week or you start on monday or you start tomorrow you know and you give yourself an excuse to have that final fish and chips um it's the excuse (laughs) yeah before you before you start but then of course the 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 problem with that is is you're never going to start because there's always a tomorrow no and uh, you know i think that is something that we all do and you know people talk about i i i'm quite a big believer in um the the negative power of 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 new year's resolutions i don't i don't make them i I make a choice not to make them and when people say to me what's your new year's resolution i say well i haven't got one because you know most people and and you know i actually did do it this year where i said right this year i'm going to get fitter i'm going to get healthier i'm going to do that i joined the gym and where are we now six months down the line i've cancelled my membership because i haven't been for three months and you know that is you know you can have those really positive affirmations and you can do all of that stuff but actually when you procrastinate and you think i'll go to the gym tomorrow and tomorrow never comes um yeah you're never going to achieve that and actually then all i was doing was looking at my membership card in my wallet and feeling negative about it and then you know that that creates an even bigger spiral downwards rather than being a positive to to make you go so you've talked um there about the fact that procrastination really only came into your life as a as a phrase this year that you were only aware that that's what you've been doing um this you know in the in the last 12 months or so you gave the example of your phone um and procrastinating for, on your yeah. phone and, and and even giving yourself extra time to to achieve that procrastination which is incredible um <laughs> but this isn't a new idea yeah i know <laughs> but this isn't a new idea is it this isn't this isn't something that we've dreamt up as millennials or you know that is an no. excuse for the fact that we don't work hard enough and all this sort of things that you hear from um, other areas of the population. So, you know, 
I just want to give a bit more information about where the the sort of term comes from and 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 you know where it where it originates. So you've described in your blog that actually the ancient Greeks, um, the the great philosophers Socrates and Aristotle, um, talked about procrastination, yeah. and they described it uh, or gave it a name called acrasia, I think we say, and this is the state of acting against your better judgment. And you've said when you yeah. do one thing, knowing you should do something else, you could say acrasia is procrastination. So they coined it as, as acrasia or acrasia. Um, and, you know, we've it, over time, it's developed into this other word procrastination. But it's essentially the same thing, isn't it, that they were talking about all those hundreds of years ago, which is doing something when you should be doing something else or using something yeah. to stop you doing something else. So um, I guess the question I want to ask next is, is how do we get around this you know is there a you know is this a biological thing is it a you know is it, is it a mindset thing you know when we look at why we're procrastinating you know is it just because we don't want to answer that difficult question or we don't want to do that difficult piece of work or is there something more going on I think it's absolutely a mindset thing it's exactly where you are in the mindset that you are which is stopping you from doing the thing that you need to do so I said in my blog um sure are you a procrastinator or have you a habit of procrastinating? And I think looking at it that way, you know that habit, you can get over a habit, you can work alongside a habit to kind of get rid of it. It's a good way of seeing it because if you know you are a, a really bad procrastinator, there are ways around changing it. There's definitely a, a mindset that you can change. There's a couple of things that I wrote down kind of steps that you can go through which we'll talk about soon I'm sure um but yeah it's just being in the mindset of of kind of knowing where you need to be with whatever you want to do at the time that you're procrastinating over and I think a lot of the time the things that we procrastinate over are, are massive big things that we know it's just going to either take too long to do or we don't really know how to do it we don't know what to do to get to there so I think a lot of the time it's the situation we're in when we're procrastinating yeah, and it's uh, sometimes it's the scary things as well, isn't it? Is is tackling a situation head on sometimes is it can be yeah. so vast that it's just too scary to to look at. You know, uh, one of the examples that that people always talk about when they talk about procrastination is is dealing with a financial issue. You know, all of those sorts of things. They're such big kind of life changing um, problems that you know sometimes seeing the wood for the trees is so hard that actually all you want yeah. to see is the tree and you know so to, yeah. to to sit on your phone and watch instagram videos or to you know to play on on your xbox or do whatever you're doing to distract yourself from that is is the easiest thing to do because it's it's almost burying your head in the sand isn't it it's almost you know Absolutely. in the hope that if you ignore it for long enough it goes away the unfortunate thing is particularly yeah. with those bigger issues they tend to get worse rather than better over time so yeah in terms yeah, of, so, great. you know, this, and again, you know, the, the phrase was coined by by um, ancient uh, philosophers. More modern science has also got involved. You know, behavioral psychologists um, have called this, uh, have called procrastination time inconsistency, which I think is a great phrase. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, yeah. this is something that is, is recognized, isn't it, as being 
a thing. This isn't something that we have kind of made up to excuse ourselves from from doing stuff. This is, you know, this is a, a, yeah. a sort of phenomenon almost of, of psychology that that we know happens and that we know our brains and our and our you know psyches want us to do um, when we want as you've put immediate reward more highly than future reward. Yeah. So when we want that, you know, comfort yeah. rather than challenging and tackling a problem to give ourselves that future. And uh, actually doing it. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about where procrastination comes from. We've talked about what it is. We've talked about its history. We've talked about how it could affect us. Now we need to look at what we can do to stop procrastinating or at least to start to break it down. You know, one of the yeah. things that I've seen that you've been doing recently, actually, and you've talked a lot about this on your social media, is this idea that you don't take your phone into the bedroom anymore. Now, I know that's not just about procrastinating. Yes. There's a lot of things going on there. You went out the other day and proudly uh, displayed the new alarm clock that you'd bought so that you didn't have I to did. take your I'm phone. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you know, and that, that takes away the excuse of I need my phone for the alarm. Um, and I think, you know, yeah. as, as a bit of a sidebar, technology is so wonderful, isn't it? And, you know, we are able to have this conversation thousands of miles apart and to record it and share it for other people. You know, all of these things are incredible, but actually sometimes they're not our friend as well. You know, and I think we we yeah. use the excuse of needing our phone for, for certain things like an alarm clock, like a camera, like, a you know, to listen to music or podcasts or whatever. And actually, we're so fixed to our phones now. You know, we've all experienced that that feeling, I'm sure, of when you forget your phone or the battery dies or something and you literally feel like you've you've lost your, you know, a part of your soul, you know, <laughs> a part of your being because you can't function yeah. without your phone. And, and so one of the things that you've done is to say, I'm not going to take my phone into the bedroom anymore. I'm going to get up with an alarm clock instead. I'm going to use that. And that's going to stop me either pre-sleep or post-sleep just getting on my phone and wasting time looking at videos or or social or, or whatever it is that you're looking at is that helping you with your procrastination absolutely. do you think is it something that's that's working positively yeah, for you I, I absolutely do think and, and I think it also it almost makes me feel a little bit more relaxed when I'm going to bed so I've only done it I've done it this week a challenge I kind of set it out on Facebook hoping that other people will do it with me because I was like I can't do this by myself um but yeah so I I've done it for the last two nights. Um, last the last two days, I haven't been too well. So actually, last night I was in bed by at about half past six. Um, that was due to illness, though. Not I was just not going to bed at half past six. But I did leave my phone in the living room at half past six. I didn't touch it again, which I was quite proud about. But I actually went to sleep feeling so much more relaxed. Um, you know, I had that time to chill. I had that time to like let my vision and my head and everything not be staring at a white screen for how many hours you do stare yeah. at, at night. And it has, you know, I get up, I get ready, I'm gone. I haven't looked at my phone at all. Uh, the alarm clock wakes me up, it's fine. I know exactly what the time is. I know what I'm doing. And it also sets me up for the morning. I wrote a blog it's probably a couple of months back about your morning routine, which I'm really trying to get into the habit of, you know, getting those affirmations, getting my meditation in, making sure I've got time to go to the gym, things that are going to start my day off in the right frame of mind, which I felt like my phone was not doing. Yeah. I was scrolling through Facebook and Instagram thinking, oh, I wish I was on holiday or, oh, I wish I had that amount of money or, oh, I wish I looked like this. And that's how my day was starting. And it honestly, the 
the kind of effect that it had on me for an hour, if not three or four hours after I looked at my phone going on to my day was not great. So that's why I've done it, but it's worked both ways. It's worked with my positive mental state in the morning and also to stop me procrastinating in the morning for I start my daily tasks fantastic and you know one of the things you talk about in in your blog um on Sunday Soul about procrastination is about getting rid of distractions and that is one of those things isn't it it's it's one of those things that your phone sits there and sort of says look at me instead of doing what you need to do yeah um and (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and you and you find yourself reaching for Instagram and and doing all of those things instead of doing what you need to do the other things that we do is you know we look for the TV remote we open the next bag of crisps we you know we go and make ourselves a coffee (laughs) because you know you've just finished one and so you definitely need another one all of those sorts of things yeah (laughs) um and you know getting rid of those distractions is one of those things that is really positive isn't it it's one of those things that you can do to kind of clean your environment clean your mind and and just give yourself the space um physically and mentally to, to make those decisions to actually tackle that problem and i think you know one of the things that i that struck me recently um I was, this is so funny. I was actually watching Queer Eye on Netflix recently, and um, which I love. Uh, and if you haven't watched it, go and watch it because it's just amazing. Um, and they were talking to this guy who's a, a mayor of a, of a small city in, in um, America. And he was sort of this young, sort of hipster mayor. And he'd given up his office in the town, in the city hall, um, so that the other people yeah. who worked for the for the city council could um, c- could have more space to work. And he was basically working from home. This is really amazing, you know, and I can't imagine, you know, a, a lot of mayors or, or people in those positions are doing that sort of thing. But his house was a bit of a state and he was working on the dining room table and, and you know, it, it was all a bit messy and it was all a bit sort of studenty really i guess um not that i'm yeah. being mean to students but you know it, it, i don't think he'd got out of that college boy <laughs> kind of, of way of living and yeah. you know and one of the things that the the design guy bobby who who does the design work in in the houses and things on the show was saying is that actually if you're going to have a workspace at home what you really need to do is have it behind a closed door so that you have yeah. that feeling of of you're at work and then when your working day is done, you close the door and you're at home. And I think, That's you know, that. those yeah. of us that work yeah. um, in an office or, or we go to work wherever that is, you, you know, we have our workspace. And that it doesn't matter if you're, you know, working in an office, working in a factory, driving a bus, sweeping the road, whatever it is, when you get to where you're going to do your job, you're at work. And then you come home at the end of the yeah. day. But of course, those of us that work at home don't necessarily have that that ability to do that and I thought that was really it's such a small thing but actually it, it resonated really highly with me I've I've worked at home a lot in my in my sort of various careers and you know I, I found that you know quite often I was answering emails at three four o'clock in the morning because I had my phone with me and so I was working or you know my yeah. desk was just just across the room from the from the sofa and so it was too tempting to go and 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 sit at my desk and work now that's not necessarily working hard or smart actually it's just about how it you know it was a distraction the other way but it also worked in the same way that some of the reasons why I was answering emails at three or four o'clock in the morning is because I'd spent most of the morning watching you know daytime television <laughs> um I'll yeah. never admit to watching Jeremy Kyle, but it was Jeremy Kyle. And so um, 
And so, you know, I think it really resonated for me. And that's exactly what the point I think you're trying to make, isn't it? Is that, you know, if you change your workspace, if you make a concerted effort, perhaps to find a shared workspace or, you know, in, in a local office building, or, you know, you, you set up a space that is your workroom rather than a, a section of your living room, you know, you, you can change your mindset in that sense and you can really cut down on the procrastination. Um, one of the other Absolutely. things you talk about is small steps, those little sort of waypoints yes. along the way and breaking it down. Tell me what you mean by that. Yeah. Yeah, so I've really tried to push this the last couple of months through my my social media is that small wins, the, the small steps that we take. Instead of always looking to the future looking at the bigger picture looking at the end goal yeah. by chunking it down into those smaller chunks just makes it easier for our subconscious and our conscious mind to deal with when we feel overwhelmed by something you know our subconscious mind is like no that's enough we won't do any more we don't want to do any more it's too overwhelming whereas if we break it down into smaller chunks we can focus on that one thing at a time if that doesn't work, break it down even smaller. Yeah. But also, it kind of gives us that nice green tick, you know, that green tick that's on the emojis. I always think about that when I've done something, that green tick on the emojis. And it's just like our brain ticking off the next thing to move on to the next one. And it's almost a little bit of a reward, which helps us move into the next section um, of the what we've chunked down to. So it kind of we're kind of tricking the brain to say accomplishing little things but quicker which obviously put together as the whole thing will, yeah. will make it quicker and, and easier absolutely and i think by doing that as well you it doesn't seem such a big thing does it you know if you yes if we look yeah. at uh, you know again we talk about financial issues or, or something like that or, or if you're in a job that you don't want to be in and, and you want to find a new job but that whole process seems a little bit too big, you know, actually, you know, signing up for yeah. a job site or or taking a, a, a quick online course on how to structure your CV. That is a, a relatively small step in your ultimate goal of finding a new job. But actually, it's that start along the way. And I think, you know, for me, if I use again, the example of when I stopped smoking, you know, for me, it was that thing of how long can I go without having a cigarette? Can I do half a day? That was that was my first challenge was can I can I not smoke yeah. until a certain point in the day and see how I get on? And actually I could. I mean, yeah. you know, when I first decided to make that to, to start to make that transition, uh, this the very second that the clock ticked on to that point in the day, I was outside <laughs> having a cigarette and, and you know, smoked it in about three seconds flat. But I was able to do that. And then of course I stretched it for another couple of hours and then another couple of hours. And then I thought, I wonder if I can go a whole day without smoking. And actually that yeah. was the first day that I never smoked again. Um and you know going cold turkey seemed like such a kind of impossible task and I didn't want to do you know the yeah. gum and the patches and all of that sort of stuff I was never that much of a smoker anyway you know I didn't smoke massive amounts and so you know I didn't feel like I needed to do that and I wanted to do it by myself but actually giving myself that that step ladder along the way giving myself those little waypoints to say yes I can do half a day I can do three quarters of a day I can even wait till I go out for a beer after work um gave me the the confidence to say you know what I can go a full day 
And when I'd done that day, I said, I yeah. wonder if I can do tomorrow as well. And then I wonder if I can do the next day. And six, seven yeah. years later or however long it's been, um, I haven't had a cigarette since. And, you know, so yeah, I, I think... Incredible. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, but I think it's true, isn't it? You you break it down into those smaller things. And I think that's part of what you do as a, as a coach as well. It's about saying, okay, how do we get yeah. to the next stage? How do we get to that next point? How are you going to get to where you want to get to? What's the first thing that you can Breaking do? Breaking it down. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, and by doing that, it's, it's much less scary. We don't need to put it off and we don't need to think, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Um, exactly. The other problem that we have with procrastination and I know I do this an awful lot. The reason for procrastination is that I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to yeah. fail. I don't want to not yeah. achieve. And, you know, going back to the idea of being at the gym, you know, one of the reasons why I wasn't going to the gym, A, was, you know, I gave myself all these excuses. I'm really busy. I've been at work. I'm tired. I'm this, <laughs> I'm that. But actually, one yeah. of the one of the major reasons, if I'm truly honest with myself, that I didn't want to go was A, I don't like the way that I look at the moment. And therefore, I was worried that all the sort of gym buffs were going to judge me. And the other thing was, what if it doesn't make a difference? What if I go to the gym and I'm crap at it? And actually, I don't lose weight or I don't get fit or I don't. And so, you know, you, you're it's almost like we've talked about this before. The sort of devil on your shoulder starts saying, but you're not you're not good enough for that. So what's the point anyway? And so yeah. you, you then use procrastination to to fuel that fire and to put off doing what you know, actually, you really ought to do. Um, but, Absolutely. you know, failure is not a bad thing, is it? Realistically. No, it's it's actually really good because it makes us stronger. That's how I see it. It's it's that that it, it's not failure. It's a lesson at the time. So I see it as the lesson that I've learned from from getting into that. I, I don't like to call it failure, but by failing, the lesson that I learn makes me stronger for the next time I try, or makes me stronger, or makes me succeed the next time I try. So I think you're right, and I, and and I think. You're exactly right when you say you don't like the term failure or you don't like to, to sort of ban things as failing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a theatre teacher, um, one of the things that I, I tell sort of acting students and singing students all of the time is there's no such thing as bad theatre. There's no such thing as bad television except maybe Love Island. But, you know, there's, <laughs> you know, if, if you... Uh, reality TV is a whole different monster in of itself. But, you know, if you, yeah, if you go yeah. to the theatre, <laughs> if you go to the cinema, if you watch a, a drama on television or, you know, any of those things, you can look at them and you can see, you know, as an actor, as, as a theatre creator, as, as any sort of creative, you can look at that and you can say, overall, this wasn't great you know it it didn't it didn't do for me what what it set out to do but actually that performance was amazing that piece of camera work was incredible that costume design was stunning you know and you look at those things and and actually as a a student of theatre and and for those people who are in in the creative industries in any type of way you know I'm sure they would agree you never stop learning you never stop developing your skill or in any industry actually I think that holds true and so the idea that there's no such thing as bad theatre 
because you can still learn something from it and you can prevent yourself from being bad theatre later down the road because you've learned from it. I think you can apply that yeah. across the board, can't you? So actually, it's not necessarily a failure. It's a lesson. It's it's not a it's failure. A lesson, it's absolutely. something that you can learn from, something that can teach you, something that can help you actually along the way. And, you know, I've always been of the of the mind of, you know, if I have an idea, if I want to achieve something, I get out and I do it. And I think, you know, I've had plenty of failed projects over the years you know I've had business ideas that never really took off I've you know I've put money into things that didn't really go anywhere and actually I've suffered financially because of those but you know the idea that one day I might you know be on my deathbed and wishing that I'd at least tried to do those things scares me you know that scares me more than not doing it and I think you know I think we we can all have that courage it's just sometimes you know we get stuck in that mindset of i can't do it what if i fail what if what if what if what if um and not being so it stops so many people and i don't think people realize how much it stops them during their lifetime but actually looking back and i think especially now because i look for it more within myself Mm. looking back probably even the last two three months the things that I haven't done just because I've been scared of doing it or scared of the reaction or scared what people are going to say is crazy you know like the opportunities that people miss just because they're scared of doing something I think is 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 crazy yeah absolutely absolutely and I think you know like you've said it's just about making the decision to, to to go out and do it and to not have that fear yeah. um that's easier said than done of course it is um yeah <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not always going to be a perfect storm but you know there are things that you can do um or, or there are ways that you can say to yourself you know what this isn't failure and it's not about failing it's about getting to where I need to get to. So if it doesn't work this time, you know, Absolutely. we, I think we, you know, we, we talk to our children all the time, don't we, about practicing things about, you know, trying again, you know, there's that phrase, if at first yeah. you don't succeed, try, try again. And, you know, I, I talk yeah. to my kids yeah. about that all of the time, this thing of, you know, when they can't do something, I say, okay, let's try again. And let's try again. And eventually they get it. And that sense of, of pride and, and such amazement that yeah. they get when they achieve it is incredible. But then as adults, yeah. like so many things, you know, somehow we, we lose that over time. Um, we forget it. Absolutely. I think I, I read somewhere the other day, um, it, you know, if you look back at teaching your kid how to walk and the first time that they tried they fell down and you turn to them and say all right then you just stay there and we'll never learn to walk yeah. you wouldn't do that to the kids exactly. you would get absolutely. them back up and you would make them do it until they walk absolutely and that's kind of what we we do as adults because we forget that that's you know we forget that, that we did that so yeah I thought that was funny I quite liked that one yeah I mean it's true isn't it you know when as adults when we when we find something that we're not good at or that frustrates us we just stop rather than you know doing that thing getting back on that bike when you fell off it getting up off your bottom when you've fallen down when you learn to walk all of those things you know and I think you know we teach our children an awful lot but I think we can also learn from them in that sense which I think is really cool 100% so when we combat our fear of failure and when we take those small steps and we (laughs) achieve those goals what next what you know well we definitely definitely need to reward ourselves um the more we 
and I'm not saying like we throw a party every time we do like do something very small or <laughs> anything like that but some sort of reward you know even if it is uh, I remember we used to put sweets out at work and every time <laughs> this one's really bad every time we'd done an hour we'd eat a sweet and then another <laughs> it's Brilliant. always like we got through an hour we'd, we'd, we'd eat a sweet yeah so but yeah no that's that makes me sound bad but yeah so kind of reward doing the reward system you know making sure that you're celebrating those small wins whether it's you literally just write it down and kind of be happy that you've done it or you go you know if it is something major that you've been really working on or you know finishing the dissertation that sort of thing go out and and really treat yourself friends family kind of acknowledge that progress and effort and almost look back and reflect um i really like this week's blog i actually wrote about self-doubt and and kind of getting through self-doubt and one of the tips that i said was to reflect on how many times you've had self-doubt but you've got over it and completed the thing that you were doubting yourself about i think people forget how many times we you've done the thing that you've been procrastinating about and you've achieved it but you've forgot about it because you just moved on to the next thing that you start procrastinating about so it's really nice to just reward and reflect i definitely think reflecting is such a great thing yeah absolutely and the other thing as well i think you know we reward when we do um good you know we reward when we achieve um but there's also the the other side of it isn't there? there there's that thing of what do we do when we don't do what we what we've set out to do you know and i think you know again this is if we look at parenting again as an example you know how many times have uh adults or, or have we heard parents or, or me as a parent how many times have you done that thing where, where you say if you do that one more time x y and z you know if you do that one more time (laughs) there will be no tv there will be no dinner there'll be no blah whatever um but actually how often are we really willing to follow that through you know and and one of the things that that parenting sort of books and and specialists and all that stuff talk about all the time is actually if you're going to threaten something you have to follow it through because otherwise your child knows or will will come to know that that's not a realistic threat yeah and therefore they're going to ignore you you know so if you're gonna say if you do that one more time i'm taking away your toy you have to be prepared to take that toy away and suffer the consequences of doing that and i think again you know we can learn from that so that when we do achieve what we wanted to do when we stop procrastinating and we go for that that small step and that and we achieve that goal we say right now i can celebrate with you know a dinner out or a you know catching up with a friend or whatever it is yeah. you, you want to do but similarly if i don't achieve by this date if i haven't tackled this problem what am i going to you know what are the consequences of that yeah. Now, yeah, I'm not absolutely. saying that we take away our own toys. I'm not saying that we, you know, but actually there's Gosh, that thing of... Punish ourselves to our room. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take my own phone away. Um, but, but there is that thing of, you know, for example, you go out on a Friday night with your mates and you say to yourself, do you know what, if I haven't achieved this by the end of the week, I'm not going to yeah. go. And you, you, and if you make yourself do that, if you hold yourself to account in that sense, 
A, it gives you an impetus to get done what you need to do so that you can go out with your mates and have yeah. a drink. But B, it gives you that sense of of consequence and that sense of deadline. Yeah, you know, so many people I come across say, I work really well under a deadline. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I thrive when I'm on a deadline. Actually, most of us don't realistically. Yeah, you know, fast, most yeah. of us don't actually do very well under pressure. It's just that it gives you that sense of of end yeah, game absolutely. it gives you that sense of of a finish line <laughs> and it forces you to take that yeah. action if we're honest you know if for example um if you're writing an essay which is the classic one that you know students yeah. they leave it till the night before and then they stay up yeah. all night doing it you know that is never going to be your best no. work you know and and every academic will tell you that actually when you've got six weeks to write an essay you should be writing it in weeks three and four you should be reviewing it in week five rewriting it in week six and then you submit yeah. it you know not waiting for <laughs> for six weeks and or five weeks and six days and, four and then hours. writing it yeah. overnight and, and, and having to submit your your first yeah. draft and i think that's exactly the point isn't it? it's actually that we're not better under pressure it's just that it gives you the impetus to do it and you know I, and i think recognizing that is is also really important yeah. um, i use the um the, the, the task app on my phone so i'll there's like a few videos i've needed to watch for my coaching qualification and i've set um reminders on my phone that pop through saying you've got three days left to do this you've got two days left to do this and stuff which is still really helpful for me if, if anyone wants kind of just a little um it's the Finders app on if you have an iPhone. I'm not sure what it is if you don't. <laughs> but yeah, that's been that's sure. been good i'm sure there's stuff on the google <laughs> yeah. play store for those of us who don't have enough and i think you know that's the good old-fashioned you know it's the good old-fashioned post it on a on a fridge yeah. isn't it yeah. or you know you you stick something to your bottle of milk every morning to remind you to <laughs> keep it in the rest do something in that yeah. day yeah and you know i think all of those things are, are really important the other thing which you talked about um in the blog and i i really love this because uh, i was actually talking about this the other day one of my colleagues at work has a a poster sort of printout of a poster on their desk um and it talks about start well it just says start by eating the frog <laughs> and so many people come to his desk and say what on earth is you know are you some sort of animal violator what's going on here and you know the idea being that you you start with the, the task you don't want to do the most or that's the hardest yeah. or that's the most difficult or that's the most grim yeah. you know talk me through the sort of point behind that why should we eat the frog first yeah. so it was actually um mark twain that once said if it's your job to eat a frog it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. <laughs> so that's kind of where it's come nice. from. Um, but it is just that, you know, start your day by doing the biggest, hardest tasks because when you wake up, we're more energized. We've just had a beautiful night's sleep, hopefully. You've eaten breakfast, you're fueled and ready for the day. So that biggest task won't seem as big in the morning. If you turned around and did it at 9pm at night, when you're tired, you've had a full day at work, you've not eaten properly or you've been to the gym or whatever has happened through your day, you're less likely to do that task. So if you've got something hard that you need to tackle, put it on your to-do list for the very start of the morning. It also is good because it will start your day out great because if you finish that task in the morning, the rest of the day seems easy. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's that's the really key one, isn't it? Is that thing of, you know, if you've got 12 things to do and the first one is eating a frog, the other 11 are well, going to exactly. be simple. <laughs> because nobody wants to eat that frog, um, unless you're a princess. Yeah. But that's kissing a frog, isn't it, rather than eating it. Um, so we've talked a little bit about procrastination. We've talked about where it comes from. We've talked about how it can affect us. And we've talked about what we can do to kind of challenge our own procrastination. Um, I think, you know, it's this isn't exclusive, is it, to, to, to any type of person. Yeah. I think, you know, if I think about all of my friends, all of the people that I know, my family, you know, I, I would expect that every single one of them would admit to procrastinating at some yeah. point in their, in their life. Um, and, you know, I, I think one thing that I really sort of want to make clear is is that this isn't a bad thing you know sometimes procrastination is can be a good thing it can be a a protective thing or it's a way that you know sometimes when we're scrolling through instagram we don't realize that actually our brains are doing a process in the background yeah. which can help yeah. us you know which which is problem solving which is coming to a, a solution if we're stuck in that rut and we can't move past that, then that's the point at which we need to do some of this Absolutely. stuff. But, you know, we're not saying yeah. that you should <laughs> not allow yourself chill, that time. Yeah. We're not saying that actually, yeah, 10 minutes out of your working day to sit and scroll through yeah, your phone or to make yourself another coffee, whatever yeah. it is, is, you know, we're, we're not sort of giving ourselves that regimented lifestyle. But if you find that you're doing that at the detriment to other things, then you need to do something Absolutely. about it. You know, when you go to somebody like you or, or, or like your mum even or, or anybody else that, that provides a, a coaching sort of uh, service, you know, it's not about you saying to them, how do I do this? And, you know, I, I wouldn't come to you, for example, and say, right, Becky, this is what I want to achieve. How do I do yeah. it? And you say, these are the steps <laughs> you need to take. You know, you're not a, 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 not a, a you know, you're not a business guru <laughs> in that sense. You're not. Yeah, you're not a you're not a financial advisor. You're not a whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. But actually what you do do is you say, what do you think you need to do to get yeah. to the first step of this journey? Yeah. And then how can we how can we facilitate that? How Working can we do that? And I think sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to put you out of business, but actually, you know, as an individual, sometimes asking yourselves those questions can be quite freeing yeah, as well. They, they can get, they can start you on that journey. But, you know, the, the bigger that challenge, the harder it gets, the yeah. more that you might feel that somebody in your corner helping you along that journey and, and sort of shining a light on some things is a really good thing yeah. as well. So if you find that you are procrastinating, if you find that there's something that you can't quite get your head around or that you can't quite challenge or tackle, do get in touch with us. We've talked about the social already, but if you want to find us on Instagram, it's at you mindset. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's, it's you mindset coaching. Yeah. The community is on there as well. And you can find that through the you mindset coaching website. Of course, the blog is still there at Sunday soul.com as well. There's a new post on there every Sunday and we're going to continue to go over those in the podcast and talk about other things as well that's it for this time and we are going off to check our instagram and um you know, make another cup of coffee yeah open another open another packet of crisps and do all of those things so until next time thank you so much becky for no joining problem. me as Thanks usual me. and we will it's a pleasure and we'll see you again soon for another episode of sunday soul